On today's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable, we review Marvel's Eternals, which just came out in theaters this past week. We also talk about some movies that Leonardo DiCaprio has been attached to, and we also talk about the new IMAX expanded ratio, or expanded aspect ratio, whatever it's called, that they announced in conjunction with Disney+. Plus. We talk about that whole thing. Let's start the show. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. I'm still getting over the fact you aren't a wizard. It's the good, the bad, the watchable. That was Nick Boyle. What? Did I do something wrong? No, I just did terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you gave it. Very, you delivered it very flatly. Hot start, boys. Hot start. You want to do it Ooh, again, or are we just going to rock right into this? No. I just, I, you know what it was? Yeah. I don't think I loved the quote. That's You know what? Maybe that's a little bit tease into our reviews later on. That was Nick Boyle, uh, our... In-house thespian. Oh, I don't do it for the views. He doesn't, folks. He does the work when no one's paying attention. Marcus Sisto over here. Fellas, how are we doing on this Monday? Daylight saving. Is it over? Has it started? I don't know. We just fell back. Mark, how are we doing? You know what? We're doing all right. Things could be worse. Um, I do not like that it's dark pretty much all day now. It's it's horrible, but it is movie season, boys. Makes us want to just hunker down, cuddle up, yep, and get the movies rolling. Absolutely, so I'm okay with it. I'm I'll all right allow, with it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it as well. It's it's one. It's that thing where is a little bit more socially acceptable to watch movies, and I'm here for it. We just came off what was one of the better Octobers on record in terms of movies. Um, that we've, I mean, there's been something that there's been more movies coming out than we've been able to see, quite frankly. And uh, so now we are here in November. We're eight days in. We Boyle and I have seen some movies. Mark's seen some movies with us as well. So we're, we're back in theaters. We're fired up. We got movies to talk about later today. But let's get into our news story here right off the bat. It was a big one today for, you know, Marvel fans. People have Disney Plus and it's we'll get into it. So Disney and IMAX has announced a collaboration that will see several Marvel movies presented in IMAX expanded aspect ratio format on Disney plus 13 MCU movies in total will be upgraded to IMAX enhanced on November 12th, including Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings, which is making its debut on the service that day. So just for folks at home, IMAX, if you see an IMAX movie in theaters, if you've been to a true IMAX theater, the ratio is 1.431. It's more of like, kind of like a square kind of format movies. Uh, that you normally see in in theaters that are not IMAX are in a different format called anamorphic widescreen. That's 2.391. It's it's wide. You've seen it. When they take movies like that and put it on your widescreen, you still see the bars on the top because you have a 16 by 9 TV. So with this IMAX expanded ratio, if you can picture that in your head, when you see a movie on your TV, what this does is it fills the top and the bottom. And people today were blown away. Uh, Boyle, I can't help me understand why I should be excited about this. If IMAX is square, 
and none of us have square TVs, nor do we have big enough TVs that match IMAX. Why should I care about this expanded aspect ratio at all? I think it's going to be for the projectors. One of the links that you shared with us showed that like it helps the projectors not be so uh, widescreen. It will open it up more. And I think a lot more people have been doing the projectors over the past two years. So now it's like, maybe it helps with that aspects. Yeah, you're right for us. We probably won't notice a big difference, but um, it's a hot new thing that no one else is doing. So one way or another, it's just a good way to brand and get yourself out there and sell your product more. Right. So Mark, what do you think? Yeah, this is definitely for the people with much better home theater setups. It's like another excuse to like, they want you to stay in and use the streaming service. So if you're someone that takes it seriously enough to, you know, go all out, get one of those newer TVs. Uh, what was the word you use? Anamorphic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have like that setup with like the backlights, you know, the um, surround sound, whatever, this is really appealing to you. Like, okay, like now I have a feature to maximize the setup that I've already put a ton of, you know, money, effort into whatever. But like for someone like me, you know, with a, a normal TV, normal setup, I'm just like, oh, neat. Like, I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care too much. It's going to be the same for me on my TV. It's not like my viewing experience will change that drastically if I, you know, use that new aspect ratio. I'm, I'm looking at Disney stock and it, and it, kind of dipped after that news was announced by less than a percent it went down three whole dollars so whoa hitting it hard yeah i really think the stockholders really reacted to that mark yeah i mean you make a great point and boy you make a great point too if you have like an insane 65 inch tv you know that's the 16 by 9 now you got a little bit more real estate being used on your tv you know if you have a really nice 4k tv there are some people out there who have anamorphic tvs i remember that was kind of like a buzzy thing a few years ago and, you know, I don't think you'll have any kind of impact if you have that kind of TV because, uh, like, I don't know, this was a big deal 10 years ago. Panasonic, Philips, they were releasing these, like, anamorphic widescreen TVs. I don't think they really took off because you had to be a real cinephile to watch that because it would be really only right. for movies. Oh, also, um, just like uh, – now it's hitting me now. Uh, people with a computer setup, though, like a lot of the the gaming computers and stuff, they have that anamorphic setup. I think so. If you're watching it from your, you know, if you're a desk person or a gamer, this could be appealing to you. Absolutely, a absolutely. In that end, I, for me, it was one of those things where I was like, I, I guess I'm reacting more to the reaction because I saw a handful of people being like, "Wow, this is huge! I wish more streamers did this." And I'm like going like, ah, "Nah." I mean, yeah. Call me when I can get yeah. my Max screen in my house. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. it, this means nothing to me. Yeah. I was just like, oh, neat. Like yeah. this feature is available. We're now, if I have a friend with a diesel, you know, home theater setup, now it's appealing to me. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, right. Hey, let's go rip Endgame at your sick setup because now they have it like specifically tuned for you. Yeah. But not me. No. It, it, for me, it's a matter of like inches and like for people with like 65 inch and above TVs, you know, you're talking maybe it could go like, I don't know, half a foot. Boyle, what do you think? I have a 65 inch TV. Yeah, so maybe you'll, you'll, maybe you'll be able to notice it a little bit more. I'll let now, you know, man. Yeah, we'll have to test that. Yeah, put it to the test. Now, me, I have a TCL TV. Shout out to Marcus Rojas and Haley. They just got a uh, TCL 
4K TV, 65 inch. So maybe they'll, Heck be, able yeah. to, they'll be able to notice. So now we got a a dual here, and it's a new segment that is probably not going to be a recurring segment, but we'll see. Face off here. Face off. Not the movie Face Off. Leo. One of the greatest movies of all time. That's right. Has been tabbed to be in two biopics. Now, one of them I was seeing floating around Instagram today. It turns out it goes all the way back to 2017 that this was rumored, and it has its own IMDb page. It is a Teddy Roosevelt biopic where he's supposed to be Teddy Roosevelt, and it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Versus, it was announced today that MGM Films scooped up Leo to star in a movie to play cult leader Jim Jones. That's right. He of the Jonestown cult that we all know how that reached its demise. And, uh, you know, really sad story. And so you can only have one of those movies and you can't watch it. I have my answer. Mark, what are we going with? Teddy Roosevelt, baby. Yep. Give me Teddy. Teddy and the Rough Riders. I would love that. Just have Leo going all out, you know, trust busting, mm-hmm. bull moose riding, just going, going crazy. I would love that. Just he's like in, the idea is, I'm already hyped up about it. He's in the Spanish American War, right? Teddy Roosevelt? I, I mean, what? I'd have to pop open the books on that one. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, go to Teddy Roosevelt's Wikipedia page, folks. I mean, the, the guy, the guy he lived himself a life. And he was like, no, I'm all right. Did a speech and then went to the hospital. Yeah. I want to see that biopic. Yeah. Teddy, Teddy yeah, I want to see that too. Famously, uh, the famous photo that, uh, one, one quick Teddy Roosevelt thing and then we'll go to the Jonestown thing. Uh, that famous photo that it's a photo of uh, Abraham Lincoln's uh, funeral procession. And apparently in the window, a six year old Teddy Roosevelt is looking out the window. Who found out that that was Teddy Roosevelt at six in 1865? I don't know. <laughs> like I always see those things and I'm always like cool I'm like who who made the call on that one who's like oh yeah yeah see that guy in the window right there that's Teddy Roosevelt and everyone's like yeah sure yeah I know that guy she's like photos from like the 1800s have like two pixels in them have you have you ever seen that photo Boyle <clears throat> I don't know if I have well we're getting off track here but Boyle what, you can only see one of those movies which one is it now well, the, jo- the Jonestown one I'm not sure we have a director for that the other one, the Teddy Roosevelt one that's supposed to come out in 2023, that's Martin Scorsese. Which one do you pick? I really, <clears throat> I would love to see the Teddy Roosevelt. I'll be honest with you. I think because the way the directing and everything just, it'll, it would be, it's going to be very masterpiece-ish. I feel like very probably like Oscar-ish trying to get awards sort of a thing. However, I did prior to the show say the cult. I just would I I want to see a kind of more twisted Leo and uh, and just kind of watch him do something that isn't really award based, just more of like crazy wacky like Shutter Island. But he's actually like the bad guy. I like when he's in these like mind movies and stuff. And mm. I wonder what type of a turn he get. Like, yeah. So I'm just I was more curious about. It. I was more intrigued. Like that is uh, that would be an interesting role to see him play. I feel like. Teddy Roosevelt, we we know he'll he's going to knock it out of the park. It's going to be great. There's no yeah, way with, he with, couldn't, you know. Yeah, with, with how in depth he goes into those roles. Yeah, I, he's going to nail Teddy. Ro- like I can, I'm picturing him now, just like you know the the mustache, the glasses. You think of Vice. You think of Bale and Vice. It's going to be just like that. You know what I mean? Like I really enjoyed that movie, and but I just. I just want to play yeah. devil's advocate I'm before the show. I was like, huge, 
I'm a huge Teddy Roosevelt guy. I, so. I love Teddy Roosevelt. I, I think yeah. if I have to pick one, I'm picking the Jonestown one because like I can just really? think of, I can just think of him already down there in Guyana with the big sunglass like Leo and the big sunglasses and the big hair, just like kind of talking to the microphone people and doing the Jim Jones voice thing. And yep. like I could see Leo and this kills me if you only had to pick one. Give me both. Sign me up for both. Bro, like, oh, yeah. ab- absolutely we want both. Yeah. Let let that be clear. But if, but if I have to only see one, you need to see the Teddy, Teddy one. You've been clamoring yep. for Teddy. Mark just says so. Long, well known Teddy Roosevelt fan. <laughs> it's Everyone true. knows that. It's true. People do know that. I, people think I'm being facetious here. I'm not. <laughs> now, a quick little addendum to the Jonestown movie. This is written by Scott Rosenberg, addendum. who wrote Venom, the Jumanji movies that just came out, and an upcoming movie named Citadel. So this guy's got a little bit of a twisted sense of humor. Mm, okay. So there you Love go. Love that. Yeah. I think the winners here are us because we got two movies in the pipeline that I'm really jacked up about. So Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. And uh, just a reminder to everybody, Leo is going to be starring in a movie later this year with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, that new Adam McKay movie called Don't Look Up. It comes out on Netflix uh, day after christmas or something like that i still see a lot of hype for that movie on twitter like you know I, on yeah, set, like pictures and all mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't even and know what it's about but i'm jacked up for it i've read what it's about and that's the extent i'll go i won't uh watch a trailer for it but uh it looks like it's going to be a i think a fictional telling of like a, a metaphor thing but in the same path as like a big short kind of thing love that yeah. So, and he's also going to be in a movie with Martin, Martin Scorsese directing called Killers of the Flower Moon. Shout out to my dad. We both read that book this summer. That was our summer reading book and uh, very excited for that movie as well. So, Leo, got some things on the docket. Shall we talk about Eternals, guys? Let's do it. Okay. We saw Eternals last night in IMAX, came out this past Friday. PG 13 movie, two hours and 37 minutes long. The saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations, collected by collected, directed by Chloe Zhao, and it was written by her as well, along with Patrick Burley and Ryan Furpo, stars Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie. Shall I keep going? I mean, Salma Hayek, Kit Harrington, Kumail Nanjani, Liam McHugh, Brian Tyron, Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keoghan, Madan Siok. Arish Patel, Bill Skarsgård. All right. I'm not going to keep going because, you know, could give away a few Loaded things, cast. Yeah. Loaded. A lot of people Loaded. that you recognize. Bill Skarsgård, who was uh, Pennywise, who was he in this movie? Was he? Uh... I think it was the Deviant. Okay. Interesting. All right. That's not really a spoiler because Deviants are in the trailer. So. Yeah, he was Crow. It's his voice. Okay. All right. Um, now, Guys, we saw it less than 24 hours ago. It's uh, We saw it at 9.30 at night on a Sunday after football Sunday. That's uh, asking a lot. I had some coffee. I went into it with mediocre expectations, and I left it positively. So where should we start? Let's start with Mark. Mark, do you want to start first? I was, I was actually hoping that I would go after you guys. I, uh, yeah. And open like- up a little bit of a discussion. I feel like you're, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I sense that. So, I'll, Boyle, Boyle, I'll go first with my thoughts. So, as you all know, kind of just like a neither here nor there Marvel fan, even though I 
read some comics. I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts and I've seen every single movie. And yet I still consider myself just a neither here nor there Marvel fan. So I went into this one thinking like, Eternals don't really like do anything for me. It's not like one of those things where like coming across articles, I'm really jazzed up for it. So I go into this movie thinking like, all right, big cast. I like the director's movie, Nomadland, but how does this going to translate Marvel movies? I went in and I left it and I was very happy leaving it. I, I really liked how ambitious this movie was. This was a super ambitious movie. The cast was just so across the board, just like just diverse in a variety of ways of whatever diverse means to you. Just a lot of different people. You had serious actors, comedic actors, um, black, white, Middle Eastern, you know, Asian people, uh, just a lot of different, just a lot of women, men, um, which was, it was like, I've never seen so many different, like kinds of, you know, different types of people on the screen before all in a two hour and 40 minute superhero movie that never quite felt marvelly to me, which was cool. It felt like something else. Boy, does this movie like have huge aspirations. And there was a point in the movie where I looked over at Mark, I'm like, geez, the Sunday scaries just slapped me right in the face. Like with this whole, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to give away major plot points here because it's kind of a twist in the movie, but you're just sitting there like, oh boy, all right. Uh, just staring into the abyss here. That kind of, that's kind of tough, but man, what an ambitious movie. Felt like a big sweeping epic. I really liked how big this movie was. It was cool. Felt like an IMAX spectacle. That's really all I have to say about that. Like, I my expectations were kind of middle of the road. I left it going, wow, I was entertained. That's all I was hoping for. Seven out of 10 for me. I don't really have much to say uh, other than just to see what you guys have to say. Boyle, let's 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 go with you. Okay. Um, I went in with very mediocre expectations just from early reviews and, you know, things being talked about. And um, I, I had a feeling like it was just obviously like everyone thought just expand the story, but it was like you said, just completely mesmerizing to me. I just thought like the way it was directed was just, I mean, amazing. Like, um, and it didn't feel marvelly. I, I I don't know if I talked to you or Chris about that after the movie, but I agree with you. It felt like I was watching just a, a blockbuster that like end up like, okay, yes, it, it had some Marvel-esque things of it, but it didn't come across that way when you were watching it. I liked that. It just felt mythical and fantasy-ish sort of thing. Like, um, and I just, I, I really was enjoying it. Like you said, the diversity of characters was just unbelievable. I thought the, uh, where they chose to film all this was just unreal. Like just the landscapes and everything. But again, that's back to the directing. Um, but even the characters, the only thing I'd complain about my, really my biggest complaint was just, um, and people might say their things, but Angelina Jolie, I didn't like her character and I did not like her. Um, and, and, uh, and Sprite. And I'll just leave that at that. But I, but we'll come back to that. Cause then I have a feeling Mark had comments about that. So uh, besides that, like everyone else, I really enjoyed in this movie and um, it was very, entertaining and in an IMAX nonetheless I mean this was perfect like this is that IMAX movie you go pay for it and you're just in this world and even the colors of the magic that they would use and just oh man it just felt like you were there with them during the entire you know different fights or whatever it was um there was a little part in the middle maybe a little long 
But for the most part, I was just in trance. And, and I will say, I wish it was actually two movies. That was my only other cri- like critical thing. I actually feel like they could have done it in two movies, given us even a little bit more and then given us justice, like almost like a, um, a Justice League four hour cut or something like that. I don't want it in four hours. I just want two movies. Like I want to see a part one, part two, because I think there's just there's a lot more with their characters we probably could have gone into you know um and learned what they you know they kept talking about their paths and stuff and we didn't really get to dive into that more and what did they learn from those it was just like all right we're together and we're gonna now fight this thing and we're gonna do this thing and that's fine you know it was good like let's do it but it felt like it wanted to build that and then it had to backtrack and be like wait we gotta go back to the plot we gotta get back to the movie um and it would have been cool to explore those characters i think so um I'm going to stop there for now so that Mark can continue. But overall, I really enjoyed this movie way more than I thought. I was expecting a six, six and a half. Maybe I walked out and I was like 8.2, but I'm going with a, um, I'm going with a hard eight on this one. I really liked this. This is one of the most enjoyable movies. I feel like I've had actually this year, one of those top more enjoyable movies that we've seen. So uh, Mark, go ahead, take it away, bud. Thank you for that introduction, Boyle. Uh, to the dozens and dozens of listeners at home, I wish I had two extra hands so I could give this movie four thumbs down. I did not have a good time. Um, I'm going to start with what I did like. The cinematography was just fantastic. Um, visually pleasing. Big epic shots. Um, the color schemes that they chose and went with beautiful i liked it i did not like the plot i didn't really like the characters i had a, I had a tough time caring about any of them i think what happened was is there was so much that they had to pack in to one movie even though it was like uh just under a three-hour runtime i don't think they really had enough time i would boil think that it probably would have been better as a series or maybe two movies. Um, and some of the characters too, like uh, that Boyle mentioned, Angelina and Jolie's character. Now I'm a huge Angelina and Jolie guy. This is this is well documented on the pod. I thought they had a good premise for her character, even with her story, and they just kind of botched it for the movie. It just didn't make sense to me. I thought there was a lot that they could have done with it and like blatantly didn't agreed. And then like uh, you also said Sprite Sprite stinks. I don't even, I won't even get into it. I don't need to spoil anything. It was just a bad character. It's a bad character. I disagree. I disagree. Ah, yeah. And the villains too. Barely. Dude. Not for nothing. I I just didn't care. And I'll say one thing though. I thought that villain was gonna like win, and it came off very Ultron-y. Did anyone else get that? The villain was gonna win. I didn't think for one second that the villain was gonna win. Mark's turn. No, I'm with the discussion because I'm gonna complain a lot. I'm about. I'm gonna like Mark complain mode. (laughs) Well, you're gonna get it, my friend. I, unlike Boyle, I didn't think the villain was going to win ever. Like uh, I, I just didn't think that they ever had a chance to lose. Really, 
the, a, a lot of the plot just didn't really make sense to me. Like a lot of it. And then like, I, they can just show up. I know that they try to explain it. It's like why they didn't do anything with the Avengers. That still doesn't make sense to me. Like I, see, what, what happened, I, I what happened to them that. with the snap? What happened to them? They never say what happened. Yeah, you know, they never like, say were what they, Were they um, immune to it? Like, was there no way that the snap could affect them? Did any of them get, get snapped? They didn't explain that, like, at all. I was okay with them not explaining that because I don't feel like it, like, maybe one day it will need to be explained, but it was just one of those things that you could see ha- what the impact of that thing was on them. Yeah, and also, like, their powers. Like, we really don't know the scope of their powers, like, at all. What do you mean? Like, really, like, how, like, all right, like, uh, take Druig, right? Yeah. So Druig, the, like, the mind master, the hive mind guy, he kind of, like, mentioned, like, in passing that if he felt like it, he could just take over the minds of everybody on Earth. Right. And that wasn't, like, visited, like, at all. Yeah, but I he, think he could just do it. Imagine if he just took over the entire planet and then fought against everybody else. Yeah, he that, could. But how he was that not brought that, up? See, this is like, the oh, issue. I- Icarus is like you know, that's the issue he's this, have, he's this. God, what, someone that's the issue the I have with every superhero everybody movie on Earth. I would, like, I have that issue with every that's superhero the guy. movie. Star Wars, same thing. Like, well, what if we took the ship and went to Star Wars? Space same thing. Who can take over the minds of everybody? Hey. But it's a, it's like that's the point. They're an eternal. They're the bigger they're the bigger order. They're like goddish. That's if, the whole thing. What do you mean? Over, if you overthink, any what do you of mean? What do I mean? If you overthink any of the superhero movies, it's going to come to the same thing. Where you're I'm just not like, overthinking. I'm think, like a very salient, like easy point to think of that like comes up right away. Do you like the our first ever Star Wars Marvels crossover in this movie? I yeah yeah kind of too. I was yeah. like, I was like, very cool, and I was like, wait a minute, damn it, that means it's fictional yeah. in their world. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't know. To me, it was, it, it was very meh. Like, I, I just couldn't really find a a connection or a reason to really care about a lot of these characters, and I thought like the villains were so. Well, let's say that there were two that were kind of revealed in the trailer. So this isn't really a spoiler. We have at one end, you know, the deviants, when it looks like, you know, in, at least based on the trailer, they just whooping the deviants. And then you have celestials who are, you know, planet size. And they can't do anything to them. And it's just like, it's so drastic, like between them. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. they're there to whoop on the deviants, which they do. But then if they do something that the Celestials don't want, they could like easily just get trounced. And just like, what I, what's the point of this? This is why I like this movie more than maybe some other Marvel superhero movies is because the enemy wasn't necessarily a thing or a person. It was, it was more of the idea of what you are meant to be versus what you want to be and what you're meant to do versus what you feel in your heart you should do. Like when yeah. they're presented with what the thing that's really going on, and I won't give anything away, I won't spoil right. it. To yeah. me, I found that much more interesting than, all right, we got to take down these creatures. Because to me, yeah. that ends up getting mindless. Like, Yeah, much, that was much more interesting when they 
you know, kind of figure out like what the big picture yeah. of everything. I understand a lot of your uh, issues with the movie, Mark. I don't want you to be dismissive of them at all. And I think a lot of people oh, no, I'm, share I'm your going sentiment. to remain steadfast and staunch in my opinions on this movie. No, I know. Yeah. A lot of people now, this is like one of the first movies that have kind of like broken this streak of uh, very positively reviewed uh, Marvel movies. So it didn't quite connect with people that previous Marvel movies have. I mean, whatever, whatever you think of Rotten Tomato scores of, of overall critics, but this is a rotten movie and I don't think Marvel has really done rotten movies really ever or in a long time. So it's, I think it's like, this is the first one since uh, Thor two. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were wondering how a very artsy director in a Marvel movie would do. I think we saw the result of that. It wasn't for everybody. The pacing, probably an issue for a lot of people. Um, the, I mean, everything that Mark said is something that I've seen from others and is valid. I, there were, there was a it, lot of points in that movie where it just groaned out loud. <laughs> like it just, I, I, but for the record, you have to explain like in terms of grown, you meant like plot points and not necessarily lines. Right. Cause we were all yeah, laughing at the humor. Oh, that, I thought there was, some pretty good funny funny parts. I, I definitely it was very funny. It's funnier than I thought it would be. Yeah, but you're you're talking. You groaned at more of like plot storyline, like, like plot, plot decision, character decisions. With it, I was like, oh come on, like mm. I'm like really, like this mm. this is what we're gonna do. Gotcha. I thought that like the most, I because uh, to kind of play off what you guys were saying, this wasn't like it didn't feel like so marvelly. But I think that there were points in the movie where they wanted to do some like typical Marvel things. Mm -hmm. And those were the parts I really didn't like. Like it didn't fit with the movie. Where I was like, this is like, this isn't um, fitting. Like this feels forced where it's like, we know it's a Marvel movie. So we have to do something like this. Just like throw it in there. Gotcha. I mean, it's, I think, if like the humor one, was definitely like Marvel like humor. For sure, yeah. I think if there are any universal truths to this movie that I think anybody can appreciate, it's the real-world cinematography that was used here. You know, it seemed like they used a lot of like on-location practical scenic views. You got Australia. In, well, some of the locations are that they showed may not necessarily be where they filmed, but – Places that looked like it was like Australia, places like that looked like the American Midwest, South America. Some of that stuff looked really beautiful. Uh, that island, I believe it was filmed on the Canary Islands. That looked really beautiful as well. Um, so I think if if you like those kind of things and humor, those will kind of scratch that itch. But where it'll divide a lot of people is story aspect, length. I'm just to counter point boil i'm glad that this is one movie and i almost wish it was longer but i just was too tired yeah but same but i was totally cool with this being one movie because it, it if you were to split this movie up i would resent it and i want you to know that i would uh, resent see it. i want i wanted more but like i'm i'm just as fine as like re-watching it because i think i'm just i'm gonna enjoy it just as much and really take away more to the storyline because there was a lot of storyline that was going on. I think it was a lot to take in for one movie, even though it was it might have seemed stretched out and stuff. I for think sure. there's some things. So um, yeah. quickly, uh, which post credit scene had you most excited for the future MCU boil? One. Okay. First one. Mark. Neither. 
neither. For me, one as well. So yep. that's that's where we'll leave it at that. And if you've seen it, you'll know what you're talking about. And Can we do really, like a quick like spoiler segment? Because there's a couple like plot and character things that I just want to say. Get it out there. You know what? I we learned in the no time to die thing that I can just extract this and make it its own thing. So go nuts. Fantastic. Oh, I, I didn't get my rating. On the uh, on the swole scale, we gave this uh two out of five stars. Two. I gave it a, I gave it a seven out of ten on the Fisher scale. Boyle. Eight out of ten. Eight okay. out of ten, dude. You're sick. It was good, dude. I, I was shocked. When, I was shocked when you went off about how bad it was. Like it was just an enjoyable movie to me. That's an no, enjoyable. It wasn't. You know, it for me, it was seven out of ten enjoyable. I enjoy it. I thought compared to and it, and just with the uh, non marvelous feeling of it, it just was great. It just felt like its own thing. It was just nice. I don't know. It was a nice change of pace for me. It wasn't like here's your villain. They're gonna battle to the end like it was just like it was a bigger picture i mean i guess it still had that but it was just like it was just interesting it was there was more layers to it and i just i wish i could have had more i stand by that i, I do so so uh right that was our ratings because now i spliced that into there if this is a mess i'm gonna have to edit all this this sucks yeah but boys honestly i, I like it a lot better when when we're on opposite spectrum for movies, it can much more fun. It's a, like a 28 minute conversation about a movie. I mean, it's, a lot, yeah. it's a lot different than when you're like, yeah, Michael Myers stabby. He go and they die. I mean, that movie was awesome. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I am going to give the movie, um, an actual strong nine out of 10. I honestly enjoyed it. Um, for a surprisingly late movie, it kept me awake. Um, Obviously a huge fan of Kit in it. I was shocked by who was in it because I honestly had no idea um, who was in it really going into it. So that was a nice surprise. And also it was a nice surprise seeing a quote-unquote famous singer at the end. I was also shocked by that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the next movie that will follow this. And it's just this one definitely uh, kept my attention. And I really enjoyed the storyline. Definitely somewhat, I feel like if they fo didn't focus on like love as much, maybe it would have been an out of 10, out of 10 for me. However, I understand that was, you know, part of the story. So, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, and last but not least, I just want to point out um, for when they were all gathering back together, the whole group, the movie could have been a bit shorter if they didn't focus on every little adventure they took up to that point and how long each one took. I feel like it could have been shortened quite a bit if they didn't focus on those travels as much, but still regardless, nine out of 10. And by the way, this is Jules Coco.